0: Howdy, and welcome to the Aggie Greats Podcast. My name is Kenner, and I'm so glad you joined us this week as we dive deep to understand what makes the great, great. Here on Aggie Greats, we get real as we answer some tough questions and uncover transformative ways to live life to the fullest. We're so glad you're along for the journey, so let's pursue greatness. Well, howdy, and welcome back to the Aggie Greats podcast. We're so excited that you guys are with us for another episode. It has been a while, but this is the very first episode of the summer, and it is focused on answering the question, where is your joy found? And I couldn't think of somebody better for this topic than Joe Navarro, who's one of my good friends, former tennis player, and a TikTok and Instagram influencer who spends his time looking for opportunities to build up people and to share Christ with audiences around the world. He's someone who helps us unpack how do we wrap up our identity, not just necessarily in what we're doing full time, but also in our relationship with Christ and something that's actually a firm foundation. We also spend a good amount of time talking about how do we as athletes or people in general build our own brand and look to build our own social media influence. So excited for you guys to be with us for the journey. And let's jump right into the episode. Hey, guys,
1: I'm Joe Navarro, and I'm here with Kenner. And <laughs> I graduated a and in 22, and I majored in agricultural economics, and I minored in agri-food sales, and I'm not using that at all anymore. Um, I am doing full-time social media, spreading Jesus in a fun, relatable Christian way through Christian memes. And so I do that full-time now,
0: and I love it. So we, we met through a mutual friend, Clay. Clay's been on the podcast and is an awesome influence, something that I kind of ask every guest on the podcast is what's the best piece of advice that you've ever received? Ooh, the best piece of advice
1: I I have ever received, honestly came from, came from Instagram <laughs> <laughs> and it was don't let people drag you down to their version of reality because you never know what God has in store for you and the, their reality might not be your reality. So don't let them drag you down and you know,
0: that's, that's really good. And I think as an athlete, especially when you look at other people framing what success looks like, everybody looks at athletic, and you're a tennis player, which yeah. is fun, so you can relate a lot yeah. to to this conversation, but we get so bogged down in the results and in what it looks like to, you know, if I had a really good match, I'm awesome, and if I have a really bad match, I suck. Yeah, <laughs> and It's really funny because, like, I'll get DMs all the time, and hopefully you don't get mean DMs, but, like, I'll be playing a tournament off in the middle of nowhere, and people reach out to me, why do you even play tennis? Are you're you serious? Yeah. Oh my god. god. Well, because oh, yeah. you're off in the middle of, like, say I'm playing in Midland. Yeah. Six hours away, and there are these like money tournaments that you play in, and mm. so people will just bet on your matches. Oh like, wow. They have no clue who you are, and I've had people make accounts just to like talk to oh. and just be like why do you even play tennis i just respond back like you should have never bet on me the first oh my goodness what that's a whole different i didn't know that they bet on college students oh my gosh yeah and it's funny because a lot of people don't know that about college sports but something that and i think along that vein success and kind of defining success the whole focus of this podcast is to one talk to Aggie Greats, but then also kind of pursue greatness ourselves. And and the theme of this episode is kind of, where is your joy found? But before we get into that, I think it's really useful to kind of break down what it means to be successful in terms of your personal narrative, if that makes sense. And for you, who's kind of in that Christian influencer space, what does success look like for you in light of what you're doing?
1: Well, I guess when you think of an influencer, the main thing you think about is for for success is the numbers. Yeah. And the engagement and the brand deals you're gonna get. That would usually tell you that you're successful. But for me, like it's not about the numbers. I started back in twenty nineteen, got a video that got thirty thousand views and I was like, Okay, if I can reach thirty thousand people, I wanna share Jesus with them and I just started posting daily just for fun. It wasn't like I was gonna you know, make a career out of it. I was just like, I just want to share Jesus in a fun way. I want to make these trends about Jesus and started growing followers. I was like, Oh, this is pretty cool. This feels pretty good. But I mean, I continue to do my daily routine of working out, spending time with my friends, with my community at church. And they're the ones that really have helped me. I would say become successful because they help me pursue the lord they help me they they pour into me and i can pour out to others that's how i can pour out to others throughout the day and online is i'm getting taught i'm getting poured into and that way i can help impact the community around me and so i mean yeah i mean it is successful to have numbers and the the brand deals and all that stuff i didn't know it was going to come it wasn't my intention i was actually in hawaii my junior year of at A and M and during the summer and I think I maybe had around two hundred thousand followers on TikTok and I was just like, God, I don't know what you have planned for me. I'm majoring in agricultural economics. I don't plan on being a farmer or anything like that. But all I know is I want to make your name known more. And I read Matthew six thirty three and it said, Focus on my righteousness and all these things will be added to you. And I was like, okay, okay, God. So I gave it I gave it to him. I was like you know what? I don't know what I'm going to do after I graduate, but I just know it's in your hands, and I don't have to worry about it. And I saw how he provided for all these missionaries. Was when I was in Hawaii? Because I was with a YWAM for a conference, and they were all being provided for. And I was like, that is so cool. They don't know like who is going to be providing for them tomorrow. And so I just continue to pursue the Lord, spend time in my Word, and go to church and work out. And that helped my working out helps my mental health so much. Yeah, I I mean, I'm I'm low-key addicted. It might be an idol in my life. But anyways, I just continued to pursue the Lord and randomly, I think, yeah, in 22, like I started getting brand deals. uh, I started getting provided for and I was just like, okay, whoa, like this can actually be a way I can support myself and I can this can be my job. I can make yeah. funny, relatable Christian videos and this can be my job. And
0: that's, that's like, and that's a dream for yeah everybody. yeah. everybody wants to do something. Like for tennis players, we we put so much time and energy into yeah. training with the goal of that being your career. And a lot of people don't get the opportunity to do that. And, and what's cool is that you found a way to combine, um, you know, pursuing Christ and sharing that with other people with kind of now a, a career right out yeah. of college. And that takes so much. And, and that's, really a blessing yeah I mean I started back in 2019
1: when TikTok was just becoming a thing yeah or it was weird to be on TikTok and and I was like one of the very first Christian content creators there was only like Grayson Bearden and like this other girl named Atika and it was just like us three and we're making Christian content but now it's like a whole thing like like I hear kids that they want to become like a Christian TikToker yeah I'm like this is like a whole career now. <laughs> what I literally just started like in my 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 room at at home, and and then it just God just took it, yeah. you know, and He just put that that thought in my mind, and He's like, "All right, you're gonna if you reach thirty thousand people, you're gonna share my name, and you're gonna change your username to Joe Christian Guy, <laughs> and you're gonna make content." And I was like, "All right,
0: all right," and you know, He took it. Yeah, that very first video. I kind of know the backstory, but I'd love for you to share a little bit of kind of where that started.
1: Well, so I signed up for a kinesiology class because I went to community college first. I went to Collin College and then saved a whole bunch of money. You should go to community college first. That is one of my best pieces of advice for anybody is save money, go to community college first and then transfer into a university. But anyways, I didn't know you had to choose a specific one. Yeah, And so... I just signed up for a random one, and then <laughs> smart, and then it showed up in my schedule that I had ballet at like nine thirty, and I was like, "No, I'm not gonna. Are they gonna make me wear something? Like, I don't I, no. So I made a video about it, and it was like a Katy Perry song, and it was like Katy Perry like screamed or something, and so it was like I used that sound, made the video about me accidentally signing up for a be- ballet kinesiology class, and it got thirty thousand views. I was like, oh, "That's crazy." Yeah.
0: You know, yeah. so that's the story behind that. That's crazy. That's hilarious. And it's cool to see how God uses these scenarios to focus us in the direction that he, he wants us to go. And yeah. I know that you came out of college class of 22 last yeah. year, Yeah. And, and part of that journey was kind of taking a trip to Israel. Was that Israel trip a senior trip? It was like God
1: just handed it to me. It was crazy. Out of college was a social media manager, but God called me to leave that job because it just didn't really align with my values but I, got to, I was going to be able to go to Israel for, for free and do a show over there. But I decided to obey the Lord because I, I got convicted whenever I heard what their belief system was in the company, and I was like, I can't stay here. So I quit when I got convicted, and I listened to the Lord. And like two weeks later, a random guy DMs me, And he's like hey i don't know why i'm giving you this trip to israel but i just felt like god was telling me to give this to you and i was like what is this real is this is this a scam and so i was like who's going on this trip and he he named like three people that i knew and i was like oh okay so then i texted them and then i was like is this trip legit and they're like yeah you should go i'm like okay i guess i'm going and it's crazy because you have to be chosen like from alumni and be recommended and he was like i didn't have to do that for you like I, I didn't go through that process with you. God just told me to choose you. And I was like, that's, okay. Because I popped and I popped up on his For You page. So he saw my face and, he was, and God told him to give me that trip. That's insane. Yeah, and so I went and the trip was for free. And the, the food was amazing. The people were amazing. The Bible just came to life. It was fantastic. The archeological sites yeah. were my favorite. They're currently digging in the city of David in Jerusalem. Um, one of my favorite spots was the ancient pilgrimage road to the Temple Mount. They were already uncovering the parts of the Siloam Pool where it talks about in John 9, where Jesus put the mud on the blind man's eyes and told him to go wash off in the Siloam Pool. Yeah. And we got to walk right where they walked. We got to walk where Jesus walked, where the disciples walked, where the blind man was healed. And it just made that whole verse come to life for me. And I was just like... This is all real. We, we got to see coins on the ground that they used back then. They had eating utensils there. Wow. We got to see the sewage system underneath the road where it confirms the, the testimony of Josephus where he talks about during the fall of the temple, they were hiding in the sewage system and they found bodies in the sewage system with eating utensils and other things. So it confirms a non-biblical testimony of what happened during that time. So it's so crazy to see all the biblical evidence and it's so far detached from us in America. And we don't really see that.
0: Yeah. And most people never do.
1: Yeah, no. And so that was just so amazing to see. And so I created a video and I was like, I want as many people to see this as possible. Uh, I did a voiceover on it and I prayed before I posted it. I was like, Lord, let this reach as many people as it can. And it reached over a million people on TikTok and it reached over, I think 250,000 people on Instagram. And it encouraged a lot of people when people were like, is this real? Like,
0: this is crazy. Yeah, when, when people respond to stuff like that that you post, what's kind of the most encouraging thing that you've received from someone? I mean, I think it's crazy because
1: I encourage, or, or the Lord encourages through me, non-Christians even. And so my goal is I want to encourage non-believers to think about Jesus and to pursue Jesus. And I want to encourage believers to continue their faith with the Lord and to continue and to just encourage them in their faith to just really rely on the Lord and keep pursuing the faith. I mean, the comments of just like, I don't know why I'm watching your videos. I'm not even Christian, but it just speaks to me. I'm like, it speaks to you because your heart desires a relationship with the creator of the universe. Yeah. you know,
0: Which is awesome because, and I I did a a Bible study called Experiencing God mm-hmm. and it talks about how people come to Christ through Bible prayer circumstances in the church and and God uses those to reveal himself his purposes and his ways Yeah. and so often especially in our day to day in America we get so distracted and it's funny because usually the culprit is Instagram and TikTok yeah. and, and I think that there are a lot of things that people follow on there that aren't helping them grow and, and to have people like you on those platforms to kind of like continue to pour into people we live in a time where we are more influenced now by people we have no idea exists we're letting people speak into our lives that honestly have have no reason to be speaking into. yeah well i was just thinking about this the other day
1: when you pop up on a video you automatically give that person authority to speak into your life yeah it's just like you don't know what their background is what they studied or anything but like you're scrolling on tiktok and it's like Oh, this is actually what the Bible says. And yeah. then you're like, oh, like you automatically give this person authority to speak over you. Right. I'm like, what? That's
0: kind of dangerous. Right. You know? and, and as a content creator, what is that like knowing that you have the, I mean, it's a responsibility yeah. that you're, that you're carrying. How do you kind of keep that in your mind when you're creating content? Well, yeah. I mean, you always got to be careful what you post. I'm not perfect. I might yeah.
1: mess up at some point and don't cancel me if I do mess. <laughs> and cancel culture is not a part of Christianity. That That's not very Christ-like, but... I would say I have a community so I mean I'll either show my mom or my my sister or my brother and I'll show them the video before I post it and And then I kind of get an understanding of it, and then I post it. I thought So I kind of have a community of people that look at it first, and then I post it, so I kind of know. Yeah, and I guess you have that gut check
0: as well. Yeah. I know that there's so many people who have a platform, Mm -hmm. and it's cool for me as an athlete. And that's something I didn't realize really until I started the podcast, and I started once NIL rules, name, image, likeness stuff came out for athletes when we are like, Oh, I can actually use my name, image likeness to make money and kind of create more content like what you're doing, which wasn't allowed before last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and you start to look around and you're like, I have a platform. I have people listening to me. Yeah. Even if it's, I think people lose sight of the influence that they have because whether you have 100,000 followers or you have 1,000 or you have 10, you these are people. If you imagine those 10 people in a room showing up, and this is what I had to kind of do when I'm starting the podcast. If I have ten people showing up to listen to my episodes, it's really easy to look at that and be like, "Only ten people? Like, what? Am I doing something wrong?" But like, if they're in this room now, right now, you'd be like, "Oh, sick." Exactly. If you if you think about ten people showing up in a room every single time to like your pictures, to comment, to uh, to respond, to even just listen, yeah, that shows just how great your platform is. And, and like I said, people lose sight so much of like the influence that they have, and, and that's a two edged sword because. You can either pour into people or you can take away from people. You're either building them up or you're tearing them down. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't have that foundation. A lot of their foundation is built on sand. Yeah. Uh, and I'd say athletes are uh, particularly fall under this, where our values based in how well we hit a tennis ball, over yes. net, our values based on how well we perform, if we're making the university look good. Yeah. And when we have that as our foundation, instead of understanding that, I am holy and truly loved yes. regardless of how I perform. And you could think of that like with a relationship with Christ, but even with your family, you're going to have people in your life who who are there for you and have your mm-hmm. back. And And that's something that when you're pouring into other people and you're looking at your foundation, you have to realize I need to be adding building blocks. And, and that's an episode I'm going to do later on yeah. is kind of energy givers versus energy takers. Oh, that's good. Because within a team environment, there, are only two people. Yeah. You don't have neutral people. Yeah. You're either, you know, complaining about the weather, complaining about the conditions. Oh, I'm not playing well. You're letting how your performance is doing dictate how everybody else is feeling. Yeah, I feel like also like with the athletes, when you're what you identify with
1: or who you identify with, like when I grew up and I played tennis, I was known as that tennis guy. Yeah, you know, I kept on. I played tournaments every weekend. Played tur- like played throughout the week. Had practice almost every day and once you stop playing you're like who am i
0: that's what i'm that's what i'm scared of yeah because i'm yeah, like gonna go through that christ i'm looking at i'm like a second semester of my senior year and i'm like what happens after like yeah. this is all i've known for 12 years
1: yeah and we got to put our identity in christ because you know like you said like when we put our identity in anything else that's the sand it's gonna fall but when we put our identity in christ it's gonna it's gonna hold up yeah. it's gonna with withhold the storm and
0: you know yeah all the rain and everything it's gonna with and it's gonna get ha- hit hard yeah it's gonna it you know the roof might blow off yeah. but you know that's not something like the whole building is not gonna come down but you still got four walls around here <laughs> right <laughs> so you might have rain pouring in on the top but yeah. you get a rain jacket yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's a thing I think a lot of people are like oh once I start having a relationship with Christ everything's gonna be perfect everything yeah is going to be
1: fixed and he promises the opposite of that like God. you're gonna get persecuted you're gonna like go through trials and tribulations yeah it's not gonna be easy oh my goodness i think if things are going really good i'm like have i not been spending time with the lord <laughs> i'm a little far from the lord right now am i like in, in satan's hands right now I'm right like, when you get
0: comfortable and you're complacent, you're like, "What? It's too quiet." Yeah, and you're like, "It's something, uh You know, there it should, should be too quiet. There, there should be something going on. Yeah, uh, yeah. Especially when I came in to college, Christian middle school, Christian high school, and that was kind of all I knew. Everybody I was surrounded with, they were Christian. My family's Christian. Yeah. And then you come to college, and I mean, I love my team to death. They're they're some of the coolest guys. When I came in, we were eight in the country. We had. Two guys from France, two guys from Italy, a guy from Bolivia, a guy from Australia, two English guys. You have guys from That's around epic. the country yeah. coming to Texas A&M to compete and to play. And it it's cool because that was the very first time that I was ever challenged on what I believe. And I was like, do I authentically know what I believe? And I think for, for people who who don't have a foundation and who don't understand what they believe or have just not even looked into it, I think it's important to have a understanding of what you believe, a framework yeah. for what you believe, because if you don't stand for anything, you're going to fall for everything. Mm. And, that's, that's good. and that's, and I think it holds so true, whether that's in your, in your faith or whether that's in your identity on court. Cause every single time you step up to play college tennis, they're going to be people who have looked up your girlfriend's name, your family's name. They start trash talking. Like, oh yeah. Like you go, I I mean, one of the worst is out in Kentucky. So, oh, good job, guys, in Kentucky, because you guys are doing a great job. But, like, they will look up everything on you and and find every little piece to just distract you, to tear you down, to look for ways to kind of get you off your game and... And i think that in life we face a lot of that as well yeah and there are people who are actively looking for that. yeah and what do you do during those times when when and, they do and try that's where that piece comes in that idea that if you if you don't stand for anything you fall for everything because if you don't have your identity and your i think part of it is like who am i is my value based in how i'm playing what other people think of me and if you put so much value in what other people think of you and you're surrounded in that college environment and you go away to another school where you're the only Aggie, there aren't a bunch of people wearing shiny Aggie rings around, Yeah. Like, that's when you have to really be like, I am here playing for a this is my game plan, I'm playing for the guy to my left and to my right. And if you don't have that team bond and you don't have that relationship where you're like, I'm laying it all out on the line for those guys, what matters to me is what these close people do then then it's, if you don't do that then it becomes really 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 challenging to yeah. succeed consistently i was just thinking about like what you said like i mean you have these shiny rings like yeah, <laughs> yeah we got the
1: rings yeah but like they know who you are they see you and just like a christ follower people people will notice that you're a christ follower and they i mean they might persecute you they might make fun of you and then you talked about community you're fighting to the person so that you're right and your are left yeah. like and y'all are together and y'all are going to these matches and it doesn't matter what they say y'all got each other and y'all are representing something y'all are representing A M and and y'all are fighting for for a cause yeah and so just like being a christian i mean we need community we are a representation of christ and it's better together than by yourself and i always think of like the romans and they had like this big armor and then they had this huge shield yeah and so when they all get together and the fiery arrows come they put the shield up and they all band together and it's like it's called a phalanx Mm -hmm. and so when the fiery arrows come they don't do anything to them because they're all together with their shields yeah So likewise, we need to be a community and uplift each other and encourage each other and help each other towards our goals because we're stronger together.
0: And and I think to speak into that a little bit, why is going to church so important for like a Christian or for someone who's pursuing a relationship with Christ? Yeah, I mean, going to church is important because if
1: you are just by yourself and you just try to interpret the word by yourself, you might get a completely different reading of the scripture than somebody who went to Dallas Theological Center or something. So when you go to church and you have these questions, you have people to talk about and to like bounce off off of and you're like, is this actually right? Or am I reading this wrong? And so that helps you in that aspect, but also iron sharpens iron. Mm -hmm. So they're helping you become a better person and to volunteer. And it's not about yourself, really, because if you're by yourself and you don't go to you're just, I mean... It's just kind of hard to grow i feel like you need you need people to grow i mean jesus had 12 disciples i mean he probably could have done it by himself (laughs) he doesn't need 12 disciples but um it's a lot better to have a community mostly to hold you accountable
0: because if nobody's holding you accountable then you're gonna that might you might go crazy and there's a verse that i kind of reference i think iron sharpens iron is a huge piece for that but then also you know a rope of two to three. strands is much stronger mm. than one and I completely butchered that by the way <laughs> but but kind of the concept behind the verse is when you're in community there are things that you don't know there are things that I don't know okay. but having people who are doing that and, and I really do think and I say this a ton on the podcast bad company corrupts good morals In the same way if you surround yourself with good people they're going to be influencing you right and I think calling people up and calling people out there's there's a difference there Mm -hmm. when you're in a community and when you're pouring into people and this this applies across the board whether it's pursuing Christ or whether that's in athletics and it's fun because you you and I can relate so much on kind of like working out and whatnot Mm -hmm. when you're coming together and you're working in a high performance team and you're just I think that when you're working with those people and you have five or six guys and you're going out trying to win a national championship there, there is a difference between calling people out and calling people up. And as a leader within the team, and now that I'm a senior, I'm kind of realizing more of like how much opportunity you have to step in and to lead and to pour in other people. But calling people up is saying what you're doing is wrong. I I expect, and you're holding them to a higher standard. When you're calling people out, that's just kind of making everybody else look at them and ostracizing them a little bit. Yeah. So there's a fine line behind that, but as a team, you're always trying to push people up, and, yeah. and when I had Colonel Fossum on the podcast, he was talking a lot about, you know, when you're climbing the ladder to success, reach down at your hand and pull somebody else up. Yeah. And I think we lose sight of that because we're so busy getting to the top of the ladder. Yeah, we're focused on ourselves. That's, I mean, we're so focused on ourselves nowadays. We 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 do a selfie. We,
1: it's, our page is all about yeah. us. But like being a Christian, we want to bring people up with us. Right. I don't want to put anybody down. You know. Right. So we want to bring people up to heaven with us,
0: and I think a, a big piece of that I forgot with the ladder analogy, <laughs> like, is what wall do you have your ladder propped up against? If you're climbing that ladder and you're climbing up the wrong wall, it's not like you can just go up halfway and you're like, oh shoot, I'm going another wrong way, you know? So, so you have to know what path am I taking? Which road am I taking? Is this the one that is going to bring me joy? And as as an influencer, it gets so tough to tie your identity into people and metrics and performance i'm down 20 percent this week or oh, i'm getting fewer impressions how do you define joy and how do you find that within the context of kind of what you're doing day to day well
1: i guess i get joy from the comments that i see i guess yeah. because i mean people are like oh this is so funny laugh emoji whatever but i mean i find joy like in the dms that they send me and encouraging me that's that's a lot of fun and then like They're like, oh, man, you encouraged me to read my Bible. So those are the ways that I feel kind of encouraged um, with that.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And and, and part of something that kind of I've always been interested in is when you have a huge influence, and obviously it's always changing and growing, when you first started out, that probably wasn't the case. You're probably getting it from your friends and family maybe. No. Um, Well, because TikTok made it to where it was just like you're reaching random people you never met before. right.
1: And so I was just making the videos just for fun. That's awesome. And it just kind of happened. I think uh, that's a way to but it. it was a slow process. I've been doing this for almost five years now. Yeah. And some people blow up overnight, you know, they get 2 million followers maybe like in a day. I'm like, that's nice. Yeah. I've been doing it for, for a while, but it's good because if it's a slow build, then you, you build a good community yeah. and they get to know you. Like I have some people be like, I made this video two years ago and they are like, oh yeah, I remember when you posted that or I've been following you for forever. I think I went to passion and somebody was just like, yeah, I mean, I've been following you for like four years.
0: I'm like, dang, that's just, that's cool. Yeah. And and as somebody who has such a large following, are you getting hundreds of DMs every day or? Yeah. I mean, how do you sort through all that stuff? Well, I, I (laughs) (laughs) don't. I just kind
1: of go in there once in a while. I'll like message some of them back and Check in once in a while but there's like there's no way that I can like yeah go through all of them and answer every question. I'm working with a couple of nonprofits right now going to be going through setting up a process where I'll make a video about explaining the gospel and no. answering some of their questions and they'll be able to click the link and like learn how to accept Christ and cool. in with their relationship with the Lord yeah. and get connected to a church. So, I'm going to be working on that this year with with the nonprofit and I'm excited. I'm excited to see more more lives saved in the our kingdom.
0: We have so many athletes who listen to the podcast just because that's the circle that I run in yeah. primarily. And, and this is the very first year, the past like eight months is when it was like, okay, NIL is like actually a thing mm-hmm. and we can actually start monetizing based on our name, image, likeness. So I guess it's a two-part question. Okay, a two-part question. How do you grow your audience? And then um, brand deals with with athletes. Yeah, in the circles that you run. And then how do you effectively manage that?
1: I would say well, for the brand deals, create a creator por- portfolio. Mm. Just think of it like a creator resume like, okay. I'm or like an athlete resume. Just be like, hey, I'm this athlete from a and I do tennis. And I do this, this is my followers, who you've partnered up with, what you do. Create a resume and then send it to a company or a business that you want to work with. Say it's like Wilson. Yeah. And then send them your resume and be like, hey, I'm an athlete at A&M and I would love to partner with you. Yeah. And then just reach out like that. Because I made a creator portfolio and I have like all my metrics. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes I'll send it to a company and they'll be like, yeah, we like what you have we'll send you this product or whatever or we will do a paid promotion for you so i would say one step would be like to create a resume and then just start reaching out because and then also put your email in your bio so that they know how to reach you smart so that's for brand deals for athletes yeah. and then for more reach for for athletes on instagram and for TikTok, look at other athletes and see what they're doing yeah first and but like go with the motivational route. Show what you're doing in the like in the day in the life of a of a tennis player that plays for and M and start making content like that, post on reels, post on TikTok and then just do it for fun. It doesn't have to be for the views. Just document your life and then see what happens.
0: And I think being authentically you yeah. is a big piece. You want people to, to follow you and to be interested in what you're doing because that's you. Yeah. And if you come into creating content or you come into the space and you're saying Okay, here's this mold that I want to fit. I think people are going to really like if I'm just doing this all the time. And so they post a particular content. I do think there there is an aspect of like, what does my audience want? But yeah. it's, it's much more, it, it needs to be centered around you. Yeah. Because there's all, and what, can, and what you're passionate about. What you're passionate about. Because it's really easy to fake something yes. for two, three, four months. But if you're doing that over and over and over again and then, yeah. like, say you do get successful in that, you're going to get so burned out. And, and as you get deeper into that, it's going to become more and more apparent that that's not authentically you. And then yeah. everybody's going to be like, like, what? This? I've been completely misled by this person. Yeah, because, like, I love what I do because it's just
1: my personality. It's just who I, how I grew up and what I, like, I just had a relationship with the Lord since I was really young. Yeah. And I feel like it would be pretty hard to fake would i do like if if somebody decides like i like joe's content i'm gonna try to do it and he didn't really have a good relationship with the lord it would be so telling right. you could know and then if he gets invited to your podcast
0: <laughs> you'd be like you what are you what are you doing right what? and and i think a big piece of that is that if my personality is much more mellow i, I want to create content that yeah. is centered around that if if you see somebody like sadie robertson she's like oh my gosh like yeah hey, guys. Like, super bubbly. Wait, how is she like? (laughs) I'm cutting this out. Oh, no, but, you know, super high energy, high bubbly. And that's just like, I was looking at that because I look up to her a lot and I look up to her content and the way that she shares with her audience. But it's like, that's not me. And I can't fit into that mold. And and so finding a way and being comfortable kind of in your own skin, hearing your own voice. Seeing yourself do stupid stuff. A lot of it's just being vulnerable. Mm -hmm. People appreciate vulnerability. Yes. And that does not mean laying your whole life out there every single mistake every single problem but i think people can relate a lot and, and do value you being yourself and sharing pieces of yourself that people don't see whether that's your relationship with christ i think there's so many opportunities that people miss even though that's the number one thing in their life even though they're like this is what i'm striving for this is who i'm trying to center my life around and yet you get opportunities to talk about it and you just stay quiet and i think there's a time and a place for everything but that's something that you want Christ to radiate through what you do, yeah. Uh, and and you could produce a piece of content that doesn't say anything about the Bible, doesn't say anything yeah. about God, and that's something like when I watch your content, like people can see that there's something different, that there's joy, and that that joy comes from something that's greater than yourself and greater from the content that you're creating, and recognizing that this isn't something that I can do on my own. This is something that you know, being clay in God's hands and saying. I don't know what you want me to be, but I'm here. I'm in your hands. Use me in the way that you want me to be used. Well, in the way, cry. <laughs> and when you can kind of stay in, a lot of times we want to jump off the potter's wheel and we're like, I want to be an airplane. and you uh, know, I want to be this. I want to be that. God can create something and use you to do something more than you could ever possibly imagine. Yes. And yet we are so quick to say, I want to be that. I want to be that. This would be so cool if I fit this mold that I want to build. And, and that's not where God wants you to be. And that's the thing about having a relationship with Christ. God has given us free will. Yeah. Christ died so that we could have a relationship yeah. with him. But a relationship is a two way street. Yes. And and when you are, you know, in a relationship with Christ and you're pursuing him wholeheartedly, that's when you're gonna find the ability to be like, oh wow, God did have something way greater than I could have ever possibly imagined. Yeah. And and that's something that it's a constant journey. It's something that we're all constantly pursuing. But, but yeah, so that I think really centers around a joy. And I think recognizing the joy is something that's way deeper than ourselves. Something that I kind of love to ask every guest and it's, it's the focus of the podcast. And this is kind of the very last question that I ask every guest on the podcast is what makes an Aggie great?
1: Mm.
0: What makes an Aggie great? I would say their work
1: ethic. I just always know that an Aggie is going to get it done.
0: I think that Aggies are willing to put in the extra work. They're ex- yeah. They're willing to work harder, and, and that's not to say people from other schools, like the school in Austin, aren't, aren't working. <laughs> but, but you know, they're we're, we're built different. <laughs> yes, we're built different, and uh, that's something that as we kind of continue the podcast, that's the whole premise is yeah. exploring that how can we. Uh, one, sharing the stories of Aggie Greats and pursuing what that means in their definition, but then also exploring making Aggie Greats. And, and that's constantly a process. And so. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's it was a pleasure. pleasure. And for those of you guys who are listening, thank you guys so much for being with us this week. It's something that I always enjoy pursuing greatness with you guys. And it's something that we're continuing to draw closer to that goal. So thank you guys so much for listening. Share this with your friends. And as always, thanks and giggum. Giggum.